Hey guys, welcome to our first episode of the Influencer Marketing Factory podcast, The Influence Factor. And today I'm joined here with two of our, our, our employees, Marcel and Victoria. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hello. So we are so excited today to be, to be here and discussing some of the things that we, you know, find relevant and important in the influencer marketing world. You know, we do this on a daily basis. So uh, in this case, we spend so much time uh, weeks, actually, if not like months, uh, collecting data, insights from like, you know, influencers and users, um, you know, just to see what is happening, like, you know, in the industries uh, um, these days. And we want to share those data today, uh, you know, with uh, all the listeners here. Uh, but, you know, first of all, why people should actually like, you know, listen to us. Uh, so just briefly, I am, I co-founded this agency three years ago. Uh, after already some years of experience in the influencer marketing arena, uh, I'm personally coming from also from the growth marketing and as an agency, we have been, you know, one of the first working, for example, you know, with, you know, offering TikTok influencer marketing already like three years ago when it started as a new phenomenon. And we work with fantastic clients uh, such as Google, Facebook, Duncan, Sony Music, Universal, Warner Music Group and, and you know, Foreo, so many others in so many industries across different countries in the world. So uh, this is just a little bit about me, but I would like also, of course, you know, from the ladies today with us to tell them about, you know, themselves. Hi, everybody. I'm Marcella and I'm a junior uh, creative specialist. I have with creative ideas concept for our influencer marketing campaigns. And I worked with Alessandro to create this report about the creator economy. And hello, I'm Victoria. I'm the campaign manager here at IMF, and I help our clients kind of find the best influencers for their campaigns. So fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, this is just like a little bit about us. Of course, you know, if anyone is interested to know more about us, they can definitely go on and check out influencermarketingfactory.com. Uh, but uh, you know, starting off from you know square one. So um, we today we like to chat definitely about you know. What is the creator economy? It is a buzzword. Everyone is uh, seeing that from some months, but uh, you know, we would like to use our, I'd say, OPB and fundings, you know, um, and to see how things started, the timeline of the creator economy, why and how the creator economy is moving, you know, into something that is like big revenues for content creators from big ones to small ones. Uh, how this is actually impacting the world in uh, specifically, of course, in the marketing arena, digital marketing and influencer marketing, but also, you know, how social media has shifted in the, in the past decades, you know, to not just creating, you know, content, but actually revenue stream, interesting things, uh, you know, new brands, new companies on, I'd say, almost a daily basis. So sounds good for everyone here? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so, so Marcella, you helping me out a lot on this, you know, uh, you know, content uh, creator economy report. We spent, as I said before, months in doing that. So why don't you start it off? Yes, thank you. So in our report, the first thing that we can point out is uh, what is the creator economy? Because not, not, all, not all of the people know that. So creator economy is a class of businesses uh, built on more than 50 million creators. And creators are not just YouTubers, TikTokers, or influencers. They're also bloggers, uh, newsletter writers, videographers, uh, photographers, everything that involves creativity and creating something, uh, creating value, doing uh, videos, photos, everything like that um, has to do with creators. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, like, 
you know, exactly this is what we put like, you know, in the, in the report, right? So this is like sort of, you know, uh, the official definition, right? And, and yeah. you know, all the different, you know, specific people are working on that. But, uh, but of course, you know, we can also say that this, there is something that is the official definition and something that is actually changing on a daily basis, right? We can see how these content creators are shifting from, you know, merely being people promoting content or not just content, but actually product and services online to actually co-creating, you know, co-branding, right? So finally, brands, companies, even general public is understanding this is not just a hobby anymore. It's actually a real job. It takes so much time to produce content, to find brand deals, to co-create, to, you know, it's, it's, it's dynamic and also it's full of competition. So the day that you're not consistent, someone else is going to get your, you know, your job, right? Your, your spot. So, uh, so this is definitely something to, 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 to look into that. And finally, people are understanding and taking this a bit more seriously. Also, I think the fact that the creator economy is uh, always growing. We have right now with the influencer marketing industry, uh, a, a market size over 13 billion. I think that creators are now kind of uh, using tools to launch their own businesses, which I find really cool, which, is, you know, they can continue their art, but also, you know, become founders and start their own teams. Um, and this is kind of due to the shift that fans are no longer resonating with um, like faceless publishers or whatever that, you know, we, the creators, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a creator, but uh, I mean, I try, but we're now gaining power in the, you know, the media ecosystem and, um, you know, via online personas, um, whether they're you know, real or fake or, or what have you. Um, and I'll just say this, I think that we have all noticed the economy um, so to say, has kind of taken on a life of its own over the past decade. Um, the amount of speed it has picked up in the past few years is, is insane. Um, but it's really good to see platforms start to form relationships with content creators. And, and honestly, it's about time. So yeah. Yeah. And Alexandra, um, you obviously have the most experience in the industry out of you know, out of us um, and, and the longest. So what would you say like this timeline has looked like? Like how is it started and where is it now and kind of what has been changes for that? Yeah, definitely. So I'd say that everyone is saying different like, you know, dates because it depends how do you really see the, you know, the creative economy, right? Starting. So there's some people that say it started with YouTube because from the moment that actually you were able to create content distributed to potentially at the beginning, hundreds of people, then thousands of people, then millions of people for free without any cost of production and be able to monetize it. Maybe not since like day one, but you know, you know, later on, some people say like, you know, since that moment with AdSense, for example, on YouTube, that was already like, you know, the beginning of that. Some other people, and especially for example, our agency, we saw a drastic increase in, in, in requests also from brands in terms of more content during the pandemic, right? We all saw that people were spending more time on their phones, especially TikTok got so many, you know, like downloads, and then YouTube shorts came along and then like everyone, even Instagram with reels. So on the one end, you have users that want to spend hours, you know, because you are like inside your apartment, you can do anything. So you mostly spend your time on your phone. On the other yeah. side, because there is this, uh, you know, demand of continuously having content uh, from, from people and from content creators. Uh, on the other hand, there is the offer, right? The offering comes from the content creators. So I'd say that YouTube definitely was, uh, I'd say the first one, they, you know, like uh, at least gave the idea that you can create content and get to, it was maybe the first time that 
you know, people understood you don't need a production, you don't need like, uh, you know, photo shooting type of professional things. You don't need, you don't need even like 10 people to shoot something. You just need a camera. Uh, you stay in your room, you are authentic, you talk in front of the camera and you get it. So YouTube definitely, you know, paved that, the, the, the road there. And TikTok lately also, of course, you know, um, understood that. Instagram did it also with the first ideas of brand deals and so on. So uh, definitely in the, in the last two years, we saw companies coming to our agency and asking so much more about influencer marketing. And I'd say that even the creative economy, before brands were trying to understand and it was still a buzzword, they were a bit confused. Now, not only they understand that, but actually they want to invest even more. So I can see that is getting big in a win-win-win situation. Everyone is happy out of it, you know? So, so yeah. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say so, you know, lately. So, I mean, yeah, I think what I remember too is it started with YouTube um, and, and it's kind of really, you know, now the world is completely transformed over the past, especially the past couple of years with the pandemic and everything. 100%. I think that money are more involved now. Like Alessandro said, you can see from YouTube how it started and how it's going now. Actually, from our surveys, we found out that 63% of users have tipped a creator. So tipping, it's something um, still new like uh, we had some feature in the past month. And on our report, we break down every social media feature. Um, everything is, almost everything is monetizable and creators, it's crazy if you think that creators can also copyright their dance moves. So <laughs> you can not only monetize on the content you create, on the content you make, but also on the actual things you make on that content. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is crazy to think about, um, honestly. And it seems like the majority of users wanted to tip their creators because they, like, I think the main reasons that I saw in the report was because they believe and support them, which yeah. which is lovely. Um, you know, they, they feel like they're connected to real humans. I mean, obviously <laughs> they are for the most part. Um, it's because they find these creators inspirational too. And I think that was another reason that I saw in the report and they want to interact, which I think was again, another reason I saw in the report. Um, and platforms kind of now have made it really easy to do that. So that's, you know, a fun way for the audience to engage, but also a fun thing for the creator to kind of get rewarded in that sense. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, just to link a bit what you are saying now, not just it like easy to do for social platforms, but actually all of them now, or, or actually, maybe not all of them, but, you know, the major social media are offering the opportunity to tip them, as you just said, Victoria, in an easy way. So it's not just anymore, you know, TikTok that I do remember during the live streaming, for example, during the pandemic, it was something pretty, pretty important. You know, I do even remember people that they had like, you know, a sort of whiteboard behind them. I don't know if you saw them, you can write the names of the people, <laughs> you know, and if you donate, maybe your name goes like bigger on the screen on, 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 the, on the thing. So you can really monetize in any way. You can find every different creative way to get tips and, you know, coins and gifts. But yeah, like everyone is offering that TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, of course, Twitch also, not just anymore for the esports. We also also how Twitch evolved from the gaming to almost anything. During the pandemic, we saw people playing chess, right, on, 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 on Twitch and in thousands and thousands and thousands of, like, you know, viewers all together. Uh, Twitter is also experimenting now uh, the same uh, with the new features. So, so, yeah, overall, everyone is into this sort of, like, you know, 
war um, to get the majority of people on top and giving them not just a small percentage of the you know of the of, of the cake but actually they are trying to say come to like you know my social media i'm going to give it to you a bit more with my platform you can grow faster with my platform you can actually have a stable income you know so now there is this sort of like you know who has the most like you no know, leverage and, and we can see that every day there is a new feature because they try to like you know get the the majority of the of the users on their platform another finds about our survey is that uh, it takes at least three years for a full-time time creator to start earning a significantly yearly income. This is not the rule, of course, because it depends. Like with platforms like TikTok, it's more easy to go viral and with YouTube, YouTube shorts as well. But um, creators can grow their audience as well as their revenue faster compared to traditional formats. Like now it's more easy because there are more tools and features. And uh, another thing we should I think we should point out is that um, there is no direct correlation between the number of followers and their yearly income as a content creator. Finally, creators are seen as professionals. So if you think about, for example, there are like now brands and companies that actually, you know, they are approaching influencers and, you know, content creators and telling them like, you know how to talk with people, you know how to, you understand the audience, you understand the needs, you have a strong relationship with a specific, you know, group of users, the clusters of users that might be the same users that are actually consumer and customers of a brand. So you're like, why just like, you know, maybe pay you, you know, like to promote one of our products? Why don't you come along on our team? Why don't you become like creative director of our brand and one it helps for publicity two it helps because you are young you understand the audience and you can actually get not just feedbacks but you can co-create and co-branding you know with us and there are some some examples out there already yeah that's like what molly may for pretty little thing or um emma chamberlain for bad habit yeah charlie d'amelio for duncan <laughs> yeah, yeah. we have we have so many case studies we can talk about it's crazy because almost every not big influencer but even like with the millions on instagram and tiktok which is on tiktok it's pretty easy to have like one million compared to other followings um they are almost everyone has collabed with a brand like even if it's a small collab or a big collab like charlie d'amelio she did merch she did of course, the things was on the menu. So even people that don't know Charlie was going to know about her, you know, because it was on the menu. And I see something um, interesting we can talk about is like uh, the celebrities uh, and creators are doing the same type of business. We can see like Selena Gomez with her beauty brand, Kim Kardashian, Jay-Z with Champagne. We have so many case studies there as well there. And for a celebrity, I think people see it like more as normal to come up with their own brand. But for creators, it's something completely new um, because, you know, they're influencers, but influencers are almost most influ more influential than celebrities now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We can see like with the Met Gala, the buzz on the internet was way more higher than the Oscars. So this tells a lot. And on the Met Gala, we had for the first time influencers on the red carpet interviewing celebrities 
like Emma Chamberlain did. And yeah. every, almost every comment in the, in the Vogue uh, videos where yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm just scrolling and refreshing for more videos. So that people were really engaged. But you know, I literally, the, I mean, I I'll be, even my perspective, I watched every single Vogue yeah. video that Emma Chamberlain did. And every single video that she did had like a million plus views on it because everyone wants to see her. Everyone just yeah. loves her as an influencer. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and the, the, the results is the same, like uh, celebrities doing their own business and creators doing their own business. They know their worth, like uh emma chamberlain knows that she can do her company coffee uh and she will earn from it other than that i don't know advertising starbucks or dunking what i'd say it is that you know content creators are native on platforms they start from day one on platforms they understand it 100 they're not just passive users they understand it the difference i'd say that you know a celebrity usually start maybe on you know movies uh, uh, theater, uh, they started, you know, from TV, TV shows and so on. And then when they move to social media, you can still see there is a gap in how you communicate things, how you do use the medium. Like I've, I do remember celebrities during their first days on TikTok during the pandemic, all of them were like, okay, so I am TikTok. Uh, and they were like all doing this act where like they were want to be like young people and, but they were not really able to use, use it as a medium while someone that is was like really young and understanding that you have to shoot vertical super fast to get in attention from day one that's why also you know like there is there is this difference a celebrity can still go on social media but uh, it won't have the same you know way to to tell a story like someone that got a camera by itself you know and go around the city or in your room and and you know you know emma what did it was like daily vlog of like you know if if, if someone else, maybe a celebrity did it, was would be like a bit different. And then it's also interesting why content creators can make um, content about a topic. And there are some others that make content just because they are known to actually not having a content. So it's about themselves, right? So I follow the person because I trust her. I trust him. I see like this person as a friend, someone that I could have like a coffee together. And, and that's why like it's shifting in terms of production cost. Before to do the same maybe episode that now we can find on YouTube, you, you really just need a camera, okay? Or even a phone, um, a software to edit that you can easily, you know, rent on a monthly basis or there are even like things for free online. You, you export that and you already got all the production costs of a crew that is, Boom, it's done. And also something else that uh, I think that is fantastic of the content, you know, the, the creator economy. Before with TV commercials and everything, it was this unilateral type of communication, right? I show my product, but uh, I, I show it to many people. I'm talking about, you know, display banners. I'm talking about TV commercials and anything, but there is, was no conversation. Now with the content, you know, and the creators, you can actually have a bilateral real-time feedbacks. So if you actually go on the comments of uh, creators, uh, I'm talking about TikTok comments, uh, YouTube comments, uh, Instagram comments, uh, uh, real-time Twitch comments in the chat and so on, you can actually have a real-time feedback, uh, not just about the content itself, but also what is promoted. And brands and companies can and should use this feedback to understand what real people want to see, want to buy and so on. So you. You are, you are paying for a content, you're actually getting 
content, user-generated content, earned media, um, someone that is, you know, uh, talking about you. And also you get sort of focus groups and surveys in real time. So, uh, you know, brands should understand that you are paying for something, you get so much more out of it for a fraction of the cost, again, compared to traditional media. So it just seems like brands have really, and also platforms have really kind of bent over backwards finally to understand their creators and support their creators because the creators are bringing the audiences to their platform. So, I mean, they have to do it in order to sustain sustain themselves and uh, more than ever before. But personally, I think it's great. I It needed to be done thoroughly a long time ago. Um, but, you know, I was wondering if there was anything that stuck out to you guys about the report or if there was like any quotes that you loved. I saw you got a lot of really cool people um, to kind of chime in. I know that I saw one from Jack Conti. Um, he's from Patreon, isn't he? Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to read it because I just really like it. But he said, creators are about to have leverage, control, and political and cultural influence to a degree that is unprecedented. The affordability, accessibility, and ubiquity of creation tools coupled with the level of global connectivity of individuals is creating an irresistible movement in favor of explosive creativity. It's never been a better time in the history of humans to be a creator. If you like to make things and you want to have a voice, now is the time to be alive. And I cannot agree more. I mean, I just really feel like this hit the nail on the head is the creator economy is just here to stay and it's, you know, quadrupled in, in the size over the past couple of years. And I, this report, I think, really helps out with that. So. And, and, and by the way, Jack is the CEO of Patreon. So like he, he actually oh. would be nice like to give us this, this quote. I mean, Patreon is a four billion valuation <laughs> company. So and he, he, Patreon one, one, was like one of the first actually companies out there to say creators should think that you can actually have a monthly income that is stable. Mm -hmm. And you actually really rely on your fans, and 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 you know, I'd say that now now we have other like we have you know only fans. We have other ways also, of course, like not to, to monetize. But uh, uh, but uh, but this was an interesting concept. Like you don't have just to hope that you know you're gonna make certain amount of money on cost per mill impression or CPA, CPC, and so on. It's like with Patreon was like you can actually not just like having your passion. You can monetize that on a monthly basis and the more bakers, the more people that are gonna, you know, help you on that and donate you, uh, you're gonna have a stable income. And with that, you can pay for, you know, a better microphone, a better camera, you can rent a place. And, you know, you, you have that cost and then what remains, it helps you. And, and I personally saw many creators that started maybe with a thousand, two thousand, and then maybe now they make six digits every month as stable income. Yeah. And they're able to make even better content you know, so it's 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 actually a, it's a win-win, right, for every for everyone. So so uh, yeah, Marcella, what would you think about that? Do you have any any quote or anything that you know uh, maybe you wanted to add on on these aspects? Um, I think uh, what you said is super interesting, and also I think that um, people often think creators as well think that the the market is saturated. But it's really not because there's a niche for everyone and someone is going to consume your content, whether it's on Patreon, YouTube, OnlyFans, whatever you want to monetize. Even if you want to monetize to different platforms, you can do that. And 
there will always be someone that is interested as as soon as you provide value, of course. But if you want to do it, do it. Listen to Jack. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, especially because, as, as we said before, the the barrier, the, the level, you know, the barrier level, like to get into, it's that low. Before you really like any other, if you think about it, any other job in the world, industry, before you need like, you know, you know, you needed maybe a physical space. You don't need it to be a content creator. Before you needed maybe to have certain license or you needed a, a degree. You, you don't need that. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go there and study, but like the thing is that you can really get to a really good, like, you know, point in your life where you create content, you give value, you make money. And it's the first time I'd say in history where you really don't need like, you don't even need referrals. Like you can really go out there online. Of course, now there's more competition. You have to understand your niche. You have to be consistent and you have to take it seriously. Like you need to do Excel file. You have to do your agenda for the weekly, you know, like this day I'm going to go out with this content. I'm going to clip this part and use this for this other one. I'm going to do this format only for TikTok. I'm going to do this format for YouTube. And then you have to promote it. And then if you want to make money and you don't have an agency, you have to go out and look for brand deals, uh, prepare emails. Like I, I, I was, you know, sometime, some years ago, even at the beginning of, of this, I was seeing that video editors, like it takes maybe 18, 25 hours sometimes to edit a video of like 10 minutes. And you know, yeah. right? Right? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. You people don't think about it, right? But you have to cut it. You have to make it dynamic. If not, people now expect more, right, from videos. Mm -hmm. So they want to have quality. They have, want to have the right light. They want the right editing. Have to be fast, right? Yeah. Also, um, with that, there are more and more platforms every day that help with that. So creators really are helped in any way, like financials um editing uh, uh networking uh, communities you can have uh, a platform for every aspect of this job because this job requires really uh, a lot of knowledge even if it's if it doesn't seem like it really is so uh and, and, yeah. and that's the reason also why some of these content creators are actually opening up LLC companies, for example. Mm, they are, yeah. the money, they are hiring employees to add them out, you know, because something it is to, you know, spend your time in looking for brand deals. It is something else it is to cut your own videos, uh, doing voiceover, color correction, uh, writing your script, right? So, mm. so, so if yeah, you find someone out on that, it's, it, it is helpful. And also, financially speaking, uh, if you create a company, you can write off certain expenses. So now the mm -hmm. camera, the microphone, the employees of the company are expensive that you can write it off and you are going to pay less taxes out of your income. On the contrary, if you were like as a freelancer or as a, on a salary type of thing. So I also can see on that there are new, uh, even, even like attorneys, uh, like lawyers, uh, CPAs mm -hmm. are specializing in understanding how can they help these new this new figure, right? There is the content creator. There is still a bit borderline. It's like a bit here. Are you like a company? Are you a freelancer? Who are you? And so there is new regulation. The FTC is looking into that. So uh, I don't know if, if you, Victoria, want to add something on that, maybe something that you saw on that aspects. I mean, yeah, I, as personal, you know, I, I like to edit videos and stuff like that, but I was actually watching a Charlie D'Amelio uh, YouTube vlog the other day. 
And I realized the editing was so great there. And I was like, Charlie's not editing these videos. She just, it must, you know, she gets, she's gotten to a point, you know, she's a great example of that. She's gotten to a point where now she can hire someone to film. She can hire someone to edit and just really, you know, be the content and, and be the human that people want to watch. So I don't know. I just think it's cool to see, you know, when you get to a certain point, you know, some of those things you can have help with because the struggle of editing is real and it is, it's a long, long, long process, but um, it's, it's really cool to see uh, the opportunities that you can have and, and, and anyone can do it. You just have to try. So, yeah. 100% and also finally happy that, you know, because of these, uh, these bads around, you know, the, these, these, the creator economy, the, the, the creators themselves, influencers, I'm, I'm so happy that finally people are understanding that behind the video, behind the series of, of episodes, it could be a podcast, could be a, 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 a YouTube like series, could be Instagram pictures, uh, TikTok videos. Uh, as a content creator, you have to have so much knowledge about so many things, right? You have to spend so much time, effort, and uh, I saw and I heard so many experiences from influencers that say they got burned out because yeah. one of the time that you spend in this, two, the comments that you get from the community, it's overwhelming. And free, the day you are offline, okay, you're out. Hmm. There are like other, yeah. a million people, right? They want your space. So I do think that a lot of people think, take for granted that, oh, you just make content. How easy is this nowadays? Like, you're, you're like, you know, this top of like, you know, boomers comments, like, you know, oh, at my time we had a real job. Like, what are you talking about? This is a real job. There are so many applications in that. It's so stressful. You have to do many things. And by the way, no one is there to help you. You have to learn how to edit, how to write, mm -hmm. how to find partnerships. You have so many hats at the beginning, the same day you are writer, editor, um, you know, brand deals, whatever. And you are your own agent at the beginning. And, and they, this, can, this can be tough for many people, maybe, especially if you're alone. And if people around you do not understand what you're doing, right? You have to right. do that, right? And they're like... Oh yeah, okay, you create content. Actually, there is so much more. So personally, I'm happy to see that the general public is starting to understand and realize that it is so much more than just doing a dance in front of a camera, you know? So I mean, I, I think for me, it's just the um, the revenue. I think we spoke briefly about this earlier, but the, the whole revenue thing and the whole tipping thing very much surprised me. And the reasons of why people were, were choosing to support creators surprised me as well. Um, and, and, the, and the amount of people that wanted to, and also the, I think the top plat platform that people wanted to support their creators was YouTube, actually, um, if I'm not mistaken. Was it, I don't, I'm not sure if it was YouTube, but um, I found that people just genuinely want to support the, the creators that they like watching monetary, monetarily. And, yeah. um, and I do it myself. You do? Okay. Oh, I mean, I've yes. Okay, you have. I've tipped yeah. a couple people on live. I have, yeah. But I'm like, why did I do that? No, I do it with gifts on, on like when I happen to, to scroll and I find someone I follow, like on my For You page, for example. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, I like this creator. He maybe made me discover this and that. I'm going to tip them with the gift. You know, you can buy coins and do it like that. And I think it's, it's cool because I watch their content every day. So mm -hmm. to me, it feels like almost they're, you know, my friends. So what do you do right. with your friends? You you help them, you know? 
you want to support them and you can support them by chatting or doing oh how are you doing today like you would do with someone you know personally but it almost feels like you know them personally so what you do you tip them so I think it's like the most common sense things to do like even for for platforms for social media you know is is the easiest way yeah yeah like you know uh you know, before it was like, oh, it's on the internet. So it's, it's for free, right? Like if we remember, <laughs> you know, when, when, when iTunes came along and everything, like, you know, it was crazy to think about to pay a dollar, right? For a song, because yeah. it was like, it's online. What, what, why do I need, like, I'm not buying a physical CD, you know? Or, or later on, it was like, I'm, I'm watching a movie. Like, why should I pay like, you know, uh, for Netflix while it's, so because it's ephemeral or it's something there, like it, tomorrow might not be there anymore. It's not physical. I cannot touch it. Unfortunately, the you know the 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 you know the way out to see things online it is that I'd say that the more you are like you know distant from that and from the pain of someone to have it to create something, you cannot really realize and understand how much work there was it. But still, people maybe might pay two hundred dollars for a pair of sneakers because they are there. You can touch them, and everyone can see that you are like you know having them on. So. Finally, also users are understanding, and maybe because also of the authenticity of the content creators, they are opening up and telling them, right. I'm spending this much money only for you guys to make this content. And finally, the others are like, maybe $5 is not that much, but if we are a thousand people doing the same, this person have 5K every month, at least to cover the rent, the, 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 the expenses of things. And then there are some others making you know, millions every year. Uh, I mean, good on them, right? I mean, like if if they are making them by themselves, you know, really good yeah. on them. So so uh, before we wrap up, Victoria, anything else also, or maybe that Marcella didn't cover on that? No, I mean, I, I again, I really just like Jack's quote. I feel like it hit the nail on the head with everything. And, and I was just more surprised about the statistics, like I said, about revenue and tipping. I feel like it's so so new in a sense. And so it's very interesting to see the amount of people who are m- more likely to do it than most. And um, it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting to think to see where things are going. So I'm excited to see the, the future of the creator economy and, and what that will look like in a year. Cause I feel like that will be completely different in a year from what we know. We have no idea what will be next, but I mean, I don't know if you have any ideas, but yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, I mean, like, for sure, like, as you said, like, every day there is something new, uh, and and I can definitely see the, you know, the hockey stick type of graph, like the charts, right, so mm. it was like, do not be like this, and in the past year, we, we saw it, like, you know, going like crazy, so, so overall, let's say that, you know, like, to, to wrap it up, uh, if, if anyone that is listening today want to check out and learn more, um, everything that we talk about, it is in our free report, is 70 plus pages that include anything from the charts from our findings in a couple of surveys that we got, we're talking about, uh, you know, more than a thousand people that participated in our, in our surveys. Uh, I'm talking about uh, almost 20 platforms, uh, you know, executive founders uh, in the creator economy, you know, arena that got back to us with an exclusive quote of what they think about the creator economy and how their platforms can actually help the creators. So we got this, we got, uh, you know, like so much data, we got quotes. Um, again, it's, it's a lot of different pages, but uh, I think that really cover everything needed. So again, if anyone is interested, they can go on the influencermarketingfactory.com. There is a landing page. You just need to put your email address and easily download it in PDF. So uh, I'd say that, you know, uh, 
this is it uh, for the first episode. Um, I hope that everyone, you know, like that listened to it, like enjoyed as we did. It was definitely fun and new things for the Influencer Marketing Factory. Of course, if you like that, you can share it on your social. We're also super happy to receive comments, feedbacks, uh, what also we should maybe talk about in the next episode. We have so many things right. on our mind, but of course, as for content creators that want to receive real-time feedback from the audiences, we also want to do the same. So thank you, Marcella and Victoria, uh, for thank you. with me today. It was super fun and uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye.